cousins in your grandma's living room saying, yo, man, I got this, uh, I got this play. I want to, if you just give me <laughs> 4,800, I could make you 2 million. You're yeah. like, it don't work like yeah. that, fam. You got to explain to him, like, life isn't like that. Money isn't free, and no one's given our opportunities. If it sounds too good to be true, it's really, and then he like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams. People started saying like, oh, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it, which is like technically true. But I think that it's perfectly reasonable to go, look, you've made this amount of money. You have connections to certain people. At some point, you have something approximating an obligation to be like a decent person. If I make, you know, 70 grand a year and my cousin asked me for 50 cents, I'm giving him 50 cents. Having money, the point of that is to put your people on. He could give all his family yeah. members $2 million and just be like, okay, never ask me for anything again. And now like the family reunion is cool. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I have $5,000 to give you. It would be no sweat off my back. Yeah, I can do that. But you're going to come back to me when that $5,000 plan you had or whatever you was going to do with that 5K didn't work out or you squandered it on some bullshit. And you're going to come back to me again asking for 10. And if I don't give you the 10, then... It's a red flag. I don't think Cole is known in the in the worldly streets the way maybe even Kendrick is, and definitely not the way Nicki is. So if it was if it was really a top three over the past like decade, it probably would be like a Nicki, Drake, and Kanye. You're redefining what the big three is. Who over the last ten years is dropping projects that are getting people's attention globally and across like every demographic? Not just doing big numbers within a particular You scene. can't discount how much influence you can have within a sphere. So some of the biggest okay. artists that kind of define rap that later became faces of the movement probably weren't really selling albums like that in Dubai. I'm thinking like Notorious B.I.G. just because globalization was a little bit different. So Okay, yeah, yeah, in the past. And now this nigga has like three movies about him and shit. Having the clout within a sphere within hip-hop lends itself to a certain level of clout just by virtue of the fact that hip-hop is what it is. So I do nah, think see, that. So I so I do I do agree, and I've agreed a bajillion times on this one that, that I do Drake think is Drake sure. is that Drake is different. Drake is there is there is no other Drake. There is no okay. there is no yeah, direct yeah, yeah. comparable to Drake in rap. If so I had to really pick hard one, to put another two people it, next to him and be like, yeah, in ra as rappers, yeah, like the only person that I think possibly. I mean, you, at that point, you're looking at like Beyonce, Rihanna. Yeah, but yeah. in rap, in terms but of in music, rap, yeah, but in terms of rap, he doesn't have a comp. He doesn't yeah. have one. 100%. We've never but seen no, what I he's doing. He's the Kendrick Hart of, of rap. But I think that when, like the example that you even gave of, of Pac and Biggie, it had to take time for them really to get that legendary status post, post, posthumously. If you've, if they've died and people didn't really know them like that internationally, across time their legend can grow. And then so you retroactively look back and go, okay, here's how big they are now. I think all that still applies here. Like if you don't, if people don't know you everywhere, you can't say that you're as influential as someone that people do know everywhere. Now, if it takes time for you to be known, then maybe your legend can grow past theirs. But, but you, once again, like, I feel like you are definitely, if we're talking about like a big three and why, okay. What, what is it for you? In that big three? Before, before we do, before we get into this, before no, no. Eddie brings up another tangent, I'm going to introduce. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, and then we'll we'll get right back to you, Josh, because I think you were going to spit some hot fire there. But welcome, hot fire. Welcome to waving the red flag. We are the number one old head podcast um, in the world. Um, we great. are debating, you know, what's hot and what's not in the music scene. That's what we're Come known on for. Now, sucker. That's obviously why you all came here. Specifically to hear our takes mm. on that topic and, and nothing else. Mm. Um, tonight, we got Alvin, Eddie, Josh, 
and we're going to discuss um a plethora of topics but we're kicking it off just talking about menagerie basically drake what it means to be influential what it means to be an international icon i believe you had some some sound takes in response to eddie on Choice those words take it away yeah so now to you with the weather so i, I just feel like what eddie is saying is like low-key just a tad i mean fuck, just a little disrespectful to j cole because <laughs> you're talking about like global influence in terms of like why yeah it's what it's just like because for one when we say big three it's based on like the generation basically the generation that they're representing like the ones who've been holding it down for the last 10 years yes like you know you have differences in like oh who's the bigger artist like oh yeah drake is drake can walk around the globe and everyone knows drake nikki can walk around the globe and everyone knows nikki that's not necessarily what it's per se about just in terms of like just their global recognition but it's the artistry their relevance their ability to move the needle their ability their ability to sell copies can they drop whenever they want to and people gonna go crazy you are very much so downplaying J. Cole's international audience because it's niggas all over the world that fuck with J. Cole. Period. Yeah, that's true about every that's true about it. A lot, a lot of artists. It's music fans everywhere. But okay, okay. I mean so like, let me just I, I mean just I'm see, talking about this like, nigga could go to London and sell out that bitch. Announce the announce the date right now. Be he has London he hits. Sold the fuck out. He has London hits, by the way. You know what I mean? He's, Ru- char- he's charted like, like, I mean, what that. are we like, talking about? Come on. Like okay, I mean, rest is lot, fine. A lot of people, I mean, yeah, that, but see, that's what I'm saying. There's like lots of people have lots of people tour internationally, and you when you say sell something out, people choose their arenas based on what they know they can sell. I don't think that Cole could fill a stadium in London the way that Drake could. But again, we get stuck, you could, I get stuck on the Drake thing. Why, yeah, I'm not. I, I let me. I retract, I retract that. Restrict that from the record. I shouldn't have said that. The way that but, Drake could, like. <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh okay. my god! Like no one's doing what Drake is. Drake is the top three. He's one, two, and three. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the father son of all the ghosts, my nigga. I don't know what to tell you. There's nobody else on the list. It's Drake, Drake, and Drake. That's it. It's Drake. Why'd you Drake do this fucking Aubrey? It's October's very own. That's it. Josh, why'd you do this fucking like hip hop DX like writer from Yale voice when you did this shit? Like, <laughs> that's what he reminded me of. Like, why are we? Why are we like? He's the only one talking about what's real in the streets. The well, like, why are we accommodating the entirety of someone else's success and with a benchmark next to one other nigga who's an outlier who does a lot of pop and like and, and, okay, and strategically takes from other cultures and like, but it's the Drake effect. Not even on the last fucking, no, even like verse for verse, bar for bar, with some rap shit. <laughs> Nobody is putting Drake over Cole. Well, not many people. Like, lots of people. Some, man, please. Lots of people Ain't nobody talking about a Drake verse like they talking about these two last Cole verses. See, but see, now what you're talking about is subjective artistry, being an artist's artist, right? It's lot that's for any for any avenue of art, you're gonna have that argument mm-hmm. of like people being like, Yeah, but this person, they really get it, they really make a great craft, and then you're gonna be like, This person is selling billions, you know what I mean? It's like the Marvel movie versus A twenty four. It's like you can have that argument all day. The top movies is Marvel movies. So like it's cool that you love Wes Anderson. That's they're not moving units like. Let me that. give a more let me give a more objective argument, right? Okay. So a lot of rappers 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that are very popular just in the states just within rap don't sell as much as j cole in order to sell what j cole sells mm. from a spotify international spins perspective you have to have global reach so one mm. he sells more than okay. he sells more than a lot of artists that only have that for example young young thug doesn't sell as much as as j cole does that's one okay two okay there are okay. spotify global charts i don't know where j cole falls on that one because you typically see like the same people toward the top i'm thinking like taylor swift drake uh bad bunny like you see those at the top of them and i and i know mm. the top but i don't know where it goes down there but i would I would venture to say that if we looked at the global Spotify rankings, that J. Cole has some has some stuff on there. And I would probably say he probably has about as many as as Kendrick does, even though I know for a fact Drake has way more than both of them. Um, so I do think that you're you are semi downplaying it, but I do think your core argument being that Drake is is leaps yeah. and bounds above him in terms of influence. I think is, we all is correct. pretty much agree on that. Maybe let, yeah. maybe let me even just take off the the Drake argument and just like if he wasn't in the list, I guess I'm just I, okay. Let me just make sure I understand your your stance. Are you saying that when you talk about the top three, what is holding it down mean? Are we talking about units sold? Are we talking about selling out arenas? Are we talking about consistency, like consistent performance across time? Is that is that part of what it is? Or because I would have put Future on that list and higher up. Or fuck, even ASAP would have been pretty high up on that list. Though he's kind of like just ASAP got like one like hit, quite... man. ASAP okay, has okay, one hit <laughs> and one top selling album. Which, Long which live ASAP and fucking and fucking problems like that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but to but to but to Josh's point, I mean, we're old, again we're old heads in hip hop now. Um, I think we're getting a little bit fuzzy on exactly when like people drop and all that kind of stuff. But I do That's think that I'm when you're talking about a big three, you have to be era specific. So like, I'm not going to just say that somebody who's Who's bigger? Who was making music during that time is a part of that big three. Kanye, Kanye was dropping music when I was in middle school. J Cole got mm-hmm. hot when I was in college, senior senior mm-hmm. year high school college. You know what I'm saying? That was like you know Friday Night Lights, the warm up, that kind of shit. Was I was in college, man? So like they're they're different eras. So Where's I think eras has a big part. Of Not there, but no? he, but Ooh. he's in their era because again he got hot when when i was in college yeah yeah oh he's 100 in, in that era i'm thinking i feel like in, in terms of my me- measurement i think huh i'm not sure but i have a suspicion that gambino might have more uh i think i put him top 10 recognition. i put him top I, 10 know, most definitely yeah but i think he might have for, more for, for name recognition than jermaine so. actually name the music or like in, in terms of in terms of knowing that he is a musician is kind of the metric that I'm using here. I think more people know Gambino than they know Cole. As a musician, more people know Gambino versus Cole as a musician. Yes. I think you're speaking as a fan. And I fuck with... Maybe. I mean, I fuck with with Childish Gambino. I like them both. I like them both. Cole is primarily an artist. Childish Gambino and basketball player is and, bas- and basketball and player. Bas- like, 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 <laughs> right. professional, not the NBA, but still professional. 
Like, nah, I'm joking, bro. bro. Like, Why are you acting like that's yeah, part of his uh, catalog? <laughs> yeah, and um, as a matter of fact, he's an athlete, so that can, that shit don't matter. And it's like, but well, he no, is an athlete. You want to pull all this? That's a brand recognition like, I mean, thing. Like, that's a brand right. recognition problem. You know don't what I'm nobody saying? Nobody know Cole. International basketball player. Bro, you, you ask people in that league. You ask people in that league. They're showing up. They're in the stands. They're in the bleachers. For Cole. For Cole. Yeah, you're right. You don't even know what's. But seriously, they are though. Like, what are you talking about? That's true. That's true. But international. When you play basketball internationally, people don't fucking know you. If they knew you, you would be. Unless, unless you're like the top. Unless you're like the top motherfuckers. Unless you're like. Like fucking Doncic or like the Gasol brothers. I I agree with you. You have to be like the top of the top for people who yeah. aren't NBA scouts to know who you yes. are. If, if you're playing play. internationally, that's because you're. Let's not to say you're trapped, but that's that's the that's JV. Like you're not in the NBA, so you're playing internationally. You make good money. You can you can travel the world. It's great, but it's a it's a secondary. I'm not going, I'm not going that far because there are definitely leagues that are just as good from a league perspective, even though the players are nowhere okay. as good. So I'm thinking like, but that, but but overall, you're what right. So I just didn't want to dis like, I just didn't want to dis Spain, Greece, Italy. Uh, I didn't want to dis those guys because you know basketball head over here. But overall, you're right. Okay. Yes, yeah. and they make good fucking money, man. This guy's making like ten million a year playing, you know, in like Spain and Greece, you know. Yeah. But they're the stars. It's a good. It's a good career. It's a good career. It's 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 the equivalent of like you know Tommy Lee Jones making like uh coffee commercials in Japan. Like. That's people make money in the international market, but it's 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 some shit that you do because you're not popping in the states. Like that's what <laughs> this nigga. I just want I just want to just backtrack a little bit and say that like Josh, I ultimately agree with you. I'm moving this shit along, but like Josh, I agree with you, and I just feel like we're gonna hit a brick wall with Eddie and what influence is. <laughs> so like I'm 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 hanging back, but like I'm with you, Josh. I ain't want to leave you out there by yourself. Hey, man. I support you. <laughs> I'm gonna say he, the good brother Edward Overgold got it. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Hey man, did y'all see the Budden interview, or at least clips from the Budden interview? He rapping for the children, and that's my yo dog. I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. Mm-hmm. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I googled that too. You will be 37 <laughs> years old. Get the f- away from some of these younger niggas. And stop f***ing these 25-year-olds. You're a 37-year-old billionaire. I get it that you appeal to the world. Loving about Cole. Like, my shit is happening in reverse. Like, with Cole, he used to rap about kid shit. I'm a grown-ass, like, real Jersey City. I don't want to hear how you lost your f***ing virginity. And then he started to grow up. (laughs) And then the rapping sounded like an adult rapping. Mm -hmm. I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. So so fucking spot on, man. Just just like why is Drake still trying to ride waves instead of creating waves? Why is he? Mm. Why is he as a as a artist that relies on in, introspection a lot in his music? Not looking at himself differently. Not not maturing his views on how he views himself in the spaces that he operates in. 
Um, there was a lot of stuff about how like he needs to stop fucking hanging with, you know, 23 year olds and shit and dating, you know, 25 year olds and kind of step into the realm of an almost 40 year old man. Button was mm. fucking spitting, man. Like, yeah, and I don't even yeah, agree yeah. with all his takes like that, but. Oh, yeah. The motherfucker was. Button, to be spitting. fair, he definitely he's 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 slightly better than a broke clock. He's def he's right. Like three to four times a day i'd say out of out of 12. but what i will say is what drake does do really well and i will commend him for this is staying tapped in with the younger generation and understanding what they're doing mm. and also giving that handout or that hand back or like you know still having this hand out to the younger generation yeah putting people because that's like there. a symbiotic relationship at the end of the day like that helps oh yeah him and it helps a new person <laughs> He's a vampire oh essentially he don't be putting these motherfuckers on man like the ovl sweatshop is room the OVO, uh, uh, okay, you're right. There are some people who have definitely benefited from the Drake, Drake effect. Like I think, like me, Migos, Weekend, Migos. But then I'm thinking about all those artists that like he siphoned off like their best shit that never reached their full potential because they were contributing to like the OVO switch. Yeah. Do you think they would have if they if if they had? I think they probably could have got a, I, dry. I think they probably could have got a couple, you know, a couple, two, three good good projects, right? I saw a clip from uh, Lil Wayne when he was on the podcast. He was talking about when he uh, signed Drake. He was like, "Yo, I like when he first met up with Drake. Like the first couple times, was like, yo, I fuck with what you said. I like, I really like the song. I really like what you did there." He was like, "No, I'm not gonna put you out yet because you're not ready yet. Like, I'm not gonna put out a one hit wonder because you're not ready." I think that's what Drake might have been kind of doing or like half half acidly doing without like per mm. se signing somebody. But Lil Wayne was like, "No, I like what you're doing, but not you're not ready yet. We gotta, we gotta continue to hone that crap. We gotta continue to speak this thing out. A catalog. So you have, so you'll be an artist who has longevity. When it comes to Drake, Drake will hop on some, some, some popping shit. That's anybody, all like very anybody. Yeah, yeah, damn near anybody. As long as it's popping, and he can yeah. hop on it and kill it and expose. Right, the so I don't think he stole it. The whole world. Yeah, yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll hop stole, on he stuff. stole their their flame. They just weren't gonna have anything anyway but they got one really big hit and he just boosted that so i remember when migos was was local i saw them open for two chains and this Ooh. was in their neck of the woods this was gwinnett county georgia gwinnett county georgia small no. club venue and they opened for two chains people booed the fuck out of them they got through their set but people are like throwing trash at them people are, like <laughs> throwing like drinks and glow sticks wow. at them like people are not fucking with their shit you got quavo out there repping gwinnett county hard like y'all know i'm from gwinnett county i'll never forget that shit and because it was this guy standing next to me he said who gives a fuck like <laughs> i'll never forget that shit. from off screen as <laughs> <laughs> oh brother this guy stinks <laughs> oh shit now oh wow drake, gwinnett county you really had it hard huh buddy yeah, yeah. drake drake hopped on <laughs> their shit and it was like it was like the next week after that drake hopped on a remix with them mm. and they just blew the fuck up like he made them into something that like people in their neck of the woods thought was some corny shit yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he and hopped on the there. Versace remix, and now it's like, oh, oh shit, these guys are like they like ran, they yeah. like ran Metro Atlanta rap for like years, you know, like like they were yeah. like the guys. But the thing about the Migos though is they had hits on like just on the back burner because they had came out with Fight Night right mm. after that, and then a couple mm. other goddamn songs that had the streets buzzing. They also like, do shit. They also do shit on the side too, man. Like they be doing reference tracks for motherfuckers and shit. Like um, what's that? Like um, ape shit is is like the most famous one. 
like that was supposed to be a Migo song. So they did like a, a like a reference track, just like a beat, like a general flow, like, oh, how the fuck how the bridge is supposed to go, how the hook is supposed to go, just skeletal, like, you know, kinda like eh, 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 eh. And so they do a lot of shit like that behind the scenes and then they just sell it to other folks. So like they they stay hot, they stay tapped in. But Drake is the one that really like put them on. So he he creates lanes. Yeah. I and weekend, I mean, like... he stole tons of catalog from him and the weekend still is like I mean, he's like maybe just a category below the Beyonces and Drakes. Honestly, of, yeah, of music. And also, my if, favorite, if my favorite same. Drake diss. My favorite Drake diss is the diss against the weekend. By the way, oh shit, what he say? Five a.m. in Toronto. That, that, that's a fucking weekend diss. It is. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know Drake. Did, I is Drake just sneak dissing a bunch of people? Because I never really yes. thought of him as yes, actually dissing people. Because I'm like. I don't know. He seems like a friendly guy. I don't know why he would do nah, that. No, that motherfucker. He sneak. He sneak. He got one sneak disc per album minimum. In 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 addition to like the overt beefs, like you know, like the back to back shit, you know, with me. Like Meek Mill, that was. I was like, okay, this is a this is a beef. Everything else, I was like, oh, that's you guys are. You guys are reading too much into this. He's just talking about women in general, not a specific lady. Now he be talking about specific motherfuckers, like he name dropping. Oh them. yeah. But um. Okay. Apparently. But yeah. Well, yeah, I think we've devoted a lot of time to this. Let's go on to another one. Drake, Drake, Drake. Let's let's just do every topic that we do um, in the context of Drake, like the lens of Drake. Mm, um, anybody want to talk okay. about male suicide? Mm, Drake is pretty sad. You know what I'm saying? He, he definitely be. <laughs> he, he definitely is the soundtrack for suicide. I think you know in multiple. That, that's exactly. That's exactly the effect I was going with with that transition, Josh. So thank you for giving it to me. I appreciate you so much. All right, I want to talk about the Jay Z uh, wouldn't give his cousin five K if y'all want to take it away, yeah. Alvin. Or are we? Are we? Yeah. So Jay Z not giving his cousin forty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Some people haven't evolved past sixteen. They still stuck in that place. But you evolving every year, mm-hmm. so that may be a threat to them, subconsciously or consciously. Cab back and funny because blah blah blah. You have to navigate that. Mm-hmm. You have cousins. You got to go home for Thanksgiving and people are talking to you like Kevin Hart. And you going home for solace. You want family. You're going home for peace of mind. You're going home for peace of mind. And they don't give you that and your cousins, you're not, you're not your cousins in your grandma's living room saying, yo, man, I got this, uh, I got this play. I want to, if you just give me, you know what I mean? <laughs> 4,800, I could make you 2 million. You yeah. like, it don't work like yeah. that, family. You got to explain to him, like, life isn't like that. And money isn't free and no one's given our opportunities. If it sounds too good to be true, it's really, and then he like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams. To Twitter people, bro, like, they took that shit so far out of fucking context, like, in the overall conversation that him and Kevin Hart was having. Like, mm. the thing that they Agreed. were talking about, one, was I, when I go back home, like, yo, I'm going back home for peace, for solace. People are looking at me like the entertainer, the entity, when I, when the Sean Carter in front of you, like, it's your cousin. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, so that's... Number one, and then two, the example that Jay Z was speaking on specifically with the expectations of people, family members who do have access to you that know that you got, you know, an abundance of money. It's like the example that he said, which was uh, exaggerated, was, "Yo, let me get five thousand dollars. I'll give you back and two I turn million. Into two million. I mm. turn into two million. Like, and then people just took that shit for like not even face value. Yeah." To actually understand the fucking analogy that he was presenting, but just said, "Oh, Jay Z won't give his cousin five thousand dollars, nigga. You a billionaire. That's yeah. where. If you do the math, that's where 
That's, that's, that's two cups of coffee if you make it. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, yeah. come on. Like, yo, what? Agreed. See, my Agreed. pushback is, though, is that I think that the conversation became about something. Because I, I agree. I think it got taken out of context and start, it started just becoming a like, a conversation about billionaires shouldn't exist like you should like you should be giving more of your money back to folks like what do you owe your pay? it became that conversation but i think once it became that conversation i think people had some stupid like pro jay-z takes that word dumb Agreed. like people people started saying like oh it's his money he can do whatever he wants with it which is like technically true but i think that we i think that it's perfectly reasonable to go look you've made this amount of money you have connections to certain people at some point you have something approximating an obligation to be like a decent person if 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 i make you know 70 grand a year and my cousin asked me for 50 cents i'm giving him 50 cents like almost every time I, and i i understand that there's situations where this ain't a cousin that really was ever close to you at all and they just happen to have access to you cool that's that's a fair point a cousin who really is not about to be shit and who's definitely going to lose your money sure but having money the point of that is to put your people on so like yeah, yeah. just just give it, you know, or, or make a trust where you have your, your family apply and they get, uh, you know, uh, better rates than the average person on the streets. But if you just treating them like strangers, that deserves some judgment. If that were the case, which I agree, it wasn't necessarily in that interview. Yeah, in, in the interview. And I think a lot of people I, I don't I don't have I don't have anything to add to either of your takes because both of you are 100 percent right in, in my estimation. But just. And, and, and I also think, and, and this is something that I, that I will say, and I'm going to be careful on how I say it. I think a, I think too many people think they have more money than they do. So a lot of people are like, I'm I'm the person in my family with money. And like, they're always asking me for money. And like, okay. you, like most of you have no idea what it's like to have real money. Just just be honest with you. Most people don't <laughs> have real money. So you don't know. So you don't know what that feels. You don't know what that feels like. Right? Y'all me, but y'all really not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm just saying you, you don't you don't know what that feels like. You don't you don't know what it's like when like you go home and like and like people are like, I need thirteen thousand dollars. Before or like say my, hello. Or or like when you go home and like this is your this is your downtime and like you're relaxing mm. and you want to chill and people are like, Yeah, you know, I just don't know how I'm gonna make it if somebody don't don't help me out. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I'm just going now, what it, real bad, man. If only I just had about yeah. a good, you know, that's crazy, man. Twenty thousand dollars, man. That's all yeah, if you just if you so, had it man, if anybody around happened to have that amount of money. If somebody just available. so happened to be able to give me two thousand dollars right now. Like, and it's, and it's like, that's mo most, I'm just, and again, just being honest, just like, and I know everybody on Twitter is rich. Most of y'all don't have that right. kind of money. Most of y'all aren't living that life. Even, and, and again, that's a very micro scale compared to Jay-Z, right? That's like, yeah. what I'm describing is like, oh my God, you're, you're like senior associate at a law firm money. Most of y'all don't have that. <laughs> you know, most of y'all don't have doctor money. And once you start doing that, yes, it does like weigh on you, man. When you trying to, when you're like a surgeon yeah. and like you're, yeah. you're like fucking working, you know, 80 hours a week to make your really good money, to make your 400 K. Sometimes you want to fucking go yeah. like chill and like relax. And like people don't let you do that a lot. And yeah, I, and yeah, I think, yeah. and I think that if people really live that life, they will realize that sometimes that does weigh on you. However, <laughs> however, when you get Jay-Z money, you can, you can navigate that a lot easier. Because again, Jay Z, Jay Z could give all his family fuck you money, and it wouldn't hurt him at all, and just say like, never talk to me again. He could give all his family yeah. members two million dollars, and just be like, okay, never ask me for anything again. And now like the family reunion is cool, but no, well, okay. 
I just okay. I just want to say, bro, like, cause now, like, the thing is, is even if you give people that money, that could be like the worst thing that happened to them because you got to think about That's a person's own um, life standards that they have for themselves. Mm -hmm. Because like a lot of people who would like get rich, they would kill themselves in about a week or so or like a year mm -hmm. because they have very bad habits. Like money is as much as money would make would like just make problems. Some problems go the fuck away, like just just like that. That's not the end all be all of happiness and personal fulfillment. It's really not. And I'm saying I, that as a nigga that need money. Like I get yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. the other piece of that too is just like it's not even necessarily all about money. It's like you have people asking for you for shit, asking for you for stuff. It's like, okay, cool, yeah, I have five thousand dollars to give you. It would be no sweat off my back. Yeah, I can do that. But you're going to come back to me when that $5,000 plan you had or whatever you was going to do with that 5K didn't work out or you squandered it on some bullshit. And you're going to come back to me again asking for 10. And if I don't give you the 10, then I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm still going to be the fucking villain because, oh, this nigga had it. That's relationships. No. Like, that's what, that's what everything is. So, like, I feel like, I, okay. I agree with what Alvin was saying, and I also think that it can become a big burden if you got, you know, if you got fifty cousins and they all ask you for two grand, and you make, you know, three hundred thousand a year. That's that can that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Especially if half them cousins aren't really even nobody you really give a fuck about. But in the case of the giving away four four k or whatever, and then they come back and fit, it's like you can say no the second time. If you say yeah, no that's my point. Jump, that, that's that's a, exactly that's my point, thing. right? So like it's a big difference. You're, you're not the then you have a reason. Yeah. You're not the villain. You're not the villain if if somebody squandered a huge oh, gift from you and you, you didn't say get it. no. No, 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 no. no. You're you're, you're a villain. You're a villain. You're a villain in their mind. You're a villain in their mind. You're not a villain. Yeah. So I don't care. I don't care about. I don't care about your individual perception. I care about general trends of like morality and like how I feel about myself in those Ooh. situations. And I think that a lot of people would be happier if they navigated those situations in that manner, right? So if like okay. if I give you two million dollars, you squander it. And you come back and ask me for ten million dollars, and I say no. It's no, I'm not. It's no, and I'm not a villain. And most people, more people, should be able to feel comfortable in themselves to understand that they're not a villain in that situation. They've but given you a are person a life. If you say no to that, to that initial. If you say I'm not giving nothing, oh, none of y'all. I'm not giving you no. I'm not giving you five thousand dollars. You know, right? Th that is that is some scumbag shit in, in certain contexts. Given all of the other shit that was said, like yeah. give them a chance. In most contexts. We've also got this like we're going straight to this lottery shit of like if I give this motherfucker ten grand he gonna destroy his whole life. It's like first of all, not necessarily because plenty of people need a chance. Like people give chances, people put their their people on all the time, right? You got a you got a little cousin who loves making cupcakes and he wants to start his cupcake business. Normally that would take him going into debt, trying for years. Maybe he doesn't even get to try it till he's twenty six, twenty seven. Oh, but Uncle Jay Z. Maybe he could give me 10 grand to get this shit started. I've got a business plan. Here's what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. Now I've got a little bit of nepotism money and I've been put mm -hmm. on and I've built something like Jaden did with the, with the water shit. Like you can put your people on. Yeah. That's what generational wealth is that we always talk about. So like and everybody's not going to squander the shit. So, but that's what they do though. Like that's what like, but that's what, a, that's what. A, okay. So for one, oh my God. Okay. I honestly yeah. believe that that's what they do. And they, yeah, Kevin Hart, Jay Z, even kind of like spoke on it in that interview. It's like, yo, mm. no, if you come at me with a business plan, if you have an action okay. item to get that, yourself, yeah. it's like I'm not saying no just for the sake of being a dickhead or being evil. But if you just saying no ten ten thousand dollars and I'm flip it and give you two million next quarter, 
That's not how money works. I know that's bullshit. No, I'm not doing that. That's a bad investment. 100%. But if you come in with a business plan, I say, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. That's what we have this money for. That's Yes, we do that. But a lot of people are still taking it in, ter- in terms of just, oh, no, you have the money. Why aren't you giving it to this person? That's Give asking it. Yeah, for I agree. You're an evil person. A big, eat the rich. God damn it. I, I knew it. No, Fuck yeah. all you. You're right. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a stupid take. Like the people who are saying that, it's a dumb take. You know, just give away everything that you have. Dumb take. On the other side, the people who are saying it's his money, he can do whatever the fuck he want. Fuck them kids. Stupid. But if you go in the middle of like, hey, look, I'm willing to put everybody in my family on to the extent that I have money to do it. I'll I'll employ y'all. Y'all can work because a lot of a lot of successful folks like that, they just go, cool. You want five thousand dollars? Here's a job. I'll I'll pay you twice the market hourly rate for this shit. But you got to show up and do the job every every day. I think that's perfectly fair. Like, right. and I think that's how it should be. But if it's just not, fuck my family, like, right. plus you can't even keep on your like. It's like yeah, absolutely. Like when you do get money, you do need to give back. Absolutely, not even just the family, but charity. Like you need to give back. That's how you gain. But on just like a real on some like real shit. Like I'm saying, hey nigga, I don't know how it is to have money, money. But you know, Dang. one day I plan on. I think I thought about it before, though. But just saying, like, bro, if you were to give away like a million dollars to everybody that asked for, like, you don't, you you don't, that's not a sustainable business model for your own finances. And it's not like he has a billion dollars liquid. That's not also that's somebody somebody did the money, man. Somebody did the money. People always use that shit. And then also like he probably has assets that are extremely movable. A lot of Jay Z stuff is stakes in companies. So outside of SEC violations, a lot of that shit is fairly liquid. Like you can move portfolios in a day now. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, again, you gotta like true. yeah, stuff like stuff like that is a lot less movable. But again, a lot of Jay Z's wealth is stakes in companies and and stuff in like publicly traded stuff and shares that can right. be moved and like and like even in privately like owned companies, like he can move shares and a lot of that stuff is very quick to move. And again, the only barrier would be with like SCC, you know, filings and all that kind of stuff. If you're a huge stakeholder, you can't just like offload all that kind of stuff because then it impacts the market. But he's probably liquid enough that like if a lot of family members wanted to get like a hundred thousand dollars, like by the end of the week, he could do it. But that all of that is just context to what I think you've already both to you know described. And I think both of you are right. Like I think we've gotten to a very good point in this in this facet of the conversation. I think as a podcast, we know what's going on. We really, we really do. We really added all the nuance. This is the only these. This is really the only takes that anybody needs to hear. It's just us you know, three. The grand, mm-hmm. the grand inquisitor knows all, sees all. Mm-hmm. My nigga, that's mm-hmm. us. That's we. That's facts. Who? We nigga. That's them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hymns. Yeah, we are. We are the number one old head hip hop and business liquidity podcast of all time like we are we are That's one nice. of the podcasts of all time to be sure um yeah one out of the three of us is rich <laughs> guess which one true eighty button eighty button straight who could it be look at it look at the background look at this background this motherfucker got a fireplace in his he bed. is exploiting mm-hmm. us i just want y'all to know that so when y'all talk about <laughs> him, y'all, <laughs> just know him. I'm not giving you 48 grand. He is exploiting our labor to make himself rich. That's how the rich stay rich. They exploit the working man. Nobody want to work no more. Nobody want to work no more. Just lazy. Just lazy. Damn, if you want it, earn it. Stop buying avocado toast, Alvin. God damn. Wasting all your money on Starbucks. Little frappes and shit. You could have been on like me if you just worked harder. You know? Put yourself up by your your shoe straps. Your little Velcro, you know? Put yourself up. Damn.
Put him in sandal straps. Uh, what y'all think about Trump in the hood as it relates to people sexy red? Do you think more people are going to support Trump now in the I hood like or no? Yeah, they support him in the hood. Because at first, I don't think <laughs> people was fucking with him. Like, they thought he was racist, saying little shit, and, you know, against women. But once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, oh, baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office. I think some of it is holdover from that era where, like, Trump was, mm. like, the only billionaire that black people knew. When, like, Trump was, like, was, like super good in the yeah. hood. When he was, like, hanging out yeah. with Shaq and shit and, like, him and 50 Cent were cool. He was, like, the only billionaire that, like, rappers knew for, like, a solid five years. So I think a lot yeah. of it is holdover from, like, that. Uh, and then I think a lot of people have a respect for what they consider to be his his straight talk. Like, he just he just says it like it is kind of stuff. And then I think people are over-indexing on the fact that he gave them checks. Um, so you put all that together. Funny. So you put all that together, and I think it's a recipe for less educated voters to like just be like, oh yeah, like Trump is that guy. Um, but you know, yeah, I don't I put much, somebody I don't say put like much going going in heavy on sexy red for that take is like it's a dumb take, it's a wrong take, it's a bad take, but also it's like, also unfair. Active, you know, it's, it's unfair. It's it's a it, one. It's in a comedy situation. It's from somebody who's a musician, and it's kind of like. Is she really the one moving the needle? Like, you know, and, and, well, and a lot of people also think similarly. Eh, I mean, I think, think it, it should be criticized, but I don't know if it if it's maybe that's the person that we want to be like, oh, this she, she was the January 6th. Like, eh. I think uh, it is kind of important to okay. uh, at least highlight it a little bit because there are a lot of people who look up to a sexy red, but a sexy red is also the voice of people of the voice yeah. of a lot of people. She yeah. knows what's going on. Like in the people hood, agree but, with her. What, what yeah, she people said agree is with her, but she's think. also representing like kind of like what's currently going on. Like people's uh, mindsets, methodologies that how they think of, you know, in a, in a certain demographic, but mm -hmm. for her to get on like publicly and say some dumb nigga shit to other dumb niggas who just want to talk about dumb yeah. nigga shit. When you don't start tripping and shit, call me a racist, because I don't mean nigga in a disrespectful way. I, I mean it as a general term for ignorant motherfucker. Um, and, you know, shout out to her. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> <That's> yo. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? To be fair, Theo Vaughn and that whole, like, kind of white podcast ecosystem, you know what? Sexy Red coming on and saying, yeah, the hood loves Trump probably actually is some kind of net negative influence. Like you're right. Like that's not that's not nothing. That's yeah. That also, moves the needle also, a fair bit. Also, I will say that it's just functionally wrong. Like the num the numbers and the polling is that like black people of basically every socioeconomic and educational status overwhelmingly don't like Trump. They overwhelmingly oh, yeah. did not support Trump. So like it's also it's also just false, right? So, and I, but I think that's in part because because I think that she's kind of get because there's. Hmm. I think she's getting at something that is true among black people, which is that if Trump, if you remove just the racism against black people shit of Trump, is a lot more people that would fuck with Trump. You're actually a lot probably of people right. Don't actually give a right. fuck. You're, about you're actually probably right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. that's a fair. The immigration that's a fair shit, take. the transphobia shit, the ableism shit, yeah, yeah. the homophobia shit, the shit. misogyny. Like Yo. if you just got rid of the black. The, the anti-black shit towards other world leaders who have always almost gotten us into like a fucking World War Three. If you take away all anybody, that shit, he'd be a pretty good guy, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, and but the thing is, uh, just to take it back to sex red a little bit, or just I guess her comments, or you know what, fuck, not even necessarily about her, but it still is just 
this kind of like what have you done for me lately and the presidency mm-hmm. on our level well two out of the three of our levels like our lives yeah. aren't really that much impacted by the president per se um yeah so but to get the stimulus checks while trump just so happened to be in office that was a good look for him and that happens to any president when you actually touch the lives of millions millions and millions like the majority of americans yeah. with some tangible shit if you put some mm. money in, if you put money in the back in the pockets of tangible in, in a tangible fashion for americans they're going to remember that you always get all the praise in the world if a fucking earthquake happens in hawaii while you're the president and whatever entity didn't act fast enough nigga it's your fault mm. whatever good happens yeah. and you might get some of the credit for it. whatever bad thing happens for it, nigga it's your fault president why didn't you put on a cape and fly down to that motherfucker and hand out paper towels. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. So yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, what 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 do what do the streets feel about Biden with the with the student loan forgiveness stuff? Man, man, nigga, bro. So you talking about the streets, or you talking about, or you talking about <laughs> sedity niggas? Because like, I, I also want to just point out that um, the streets don't the streets don't have student loans. Right. So the streets, yeah. don't, the streets right. don't give a fuck about student loans. I just want to let y'all know that shit, right? <laughs> I think I think niggas really need to know. And, I, and I'm this the streets is a spectrum because it's the, not just the streets. The, the streets don't have student loans. Okay. Let me tell y'all something right now. Let me tell y'all something street. right now. because okay. I do have grad school loans. I have grad schools from my first my, my first stint in grad school. I don't have undergrad loans, and my MBA was free. So when I was in undergrad, the easiest dog whistle to really know if somebody was actually from the hood or not was whether or not they had student loans. Yeah. Because if yeah, you yeah, go yeah, to yeah. a private American school, they all have need based aid. So I had. So even if I, I didn't get a scholarship, right. my broke ass was yeah. not going to be paying to go to school. So the streets. So if you are from student. the street and you mm-hmm. have made it to college, you're not paying much anyway. Yeah. Okay. Fair well, point. Fair point. Uh, so yeah. So I don't mean the streets then. I just mean you know. I think if you want people to go back to the office, you got to pay them more. You got to start. You, you you have to renegotiate what that looks like because you're now yeah, asking yeah. for. Yeah, right. But you got to think about it. Like to, to ask somebody to go back to the office for the same pay, you are saying here's worse conditions. Here's more money that you have to spend to, to get into the office and more of your mm-hmm. time that you have to sell us for the same amount. Right. You work 40 hours a week, but you com- but your commute is an additional seven hours on top of that. It's like. You're getting I, paid the same amount to do seven additional hours of work. And also, just just a pro tip for young people that may be getting ready to enter, you know, the professional workforce, or mm-hmm. people that may be looking for like additional stuff. Include your commute when you're factoring in like your pay quote, right? So, like, if I'm thinking about like what I make mm-hmm. hourly, I'm I'm including how much I want to be paid as if my commute is an extra hour. If my commute is an mm-hmm. hour, right? So think about your pay so like if you want that. Fifty because, an hour. It's you're including the commute within that essentially. Yep. Mm, that's yeah. how you, that's when how and when, especially yeah like when you're salary. negotiating yeah when you're negotiating for like your next salary 100 include that if you have a commute and you're not work from home yeah because eddie's 100 okay. right yeah. on that shit 100 wow. how right. would you, how would you actually communicate that though because like if you're actually negotiating your salary in, a, in the realm of in that realm you can't just you can't just come forth and be like and show your and show your show your full hand like well yes i've actually been commuting uh about an hour to work each way and that way they don't give a fuck so no, you do yeah, that. You, you don't tell. That. You don't tell them. That's why you ask for more yeah, money. You right, don't right, tell exactly. them. It's just an internal exactly. But how do you communicate that though? That's what I'm asking. You just say your number. Man, that's, 
yeah, I just say a number and I say some shit like, uh, you know, we're a bit far apart based on, you know, my level of experience and education. I don't think this number is commiserate with what I, w- I would be getting if I were to continue to play my field in the market. So I would like X, Y, Z figure. Can we get a little bit closer there? Is that something that you'd be willing to bring mm. back to the hiring manager? Like some, something along those lines. I don't say like, mm. look, man, I got to drive an hour here. You need to pay me more. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't say that anymore. Like I, like, I may have, I may have made those mistakes on before. Where you're applying. Yeah. I feel like depending on where you're applying, you could say that like cleanly and just be like, yeah, look, it's a great job. I'm interested in it. And I think that I can, you know, I can, can give you all my skills, especially if you know, if, if you know, you have a skill set that matches the job. Well, if you're not desperate for that particular job and you go, look, you guys are a bit far away from where my community is. Given that. No, nah, man. Because you, know you know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. You get the wrong spot, Deb. Like, oh, we'll, we'll move you. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to move. I just want. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's I'm true. like, I don't. I don't. I don't want to move. I just want you to pay me more. Like, so you got yeah, You got to be explicit. Because like, there are companies that are like, oh yeah, man, I I completely understand that. Cool. So here's here's we'll our consultant you, for relocation, and we got a nice little package yeah. put together for you. So you can move true. a little bit true, closer, true. and then you can be in the office four days a week. So um, um. But again, it, like you say, it's it's nuance. You know, it's nuance. You got to. It depends on the place because yeah, a place is below that level, with. but above a you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah, knowing your value is definitely very important. Knowing like what your actual skill set is and your market value is, and, and asking for what you're worth is is very important. But it is it is a delicate dance, of course. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I think and, the advice you gave was real good. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I pride myself on giving good advice. And with that being said, you know if. If you're a, a hip hop artist that has failed to go beyond the introspection of a 23 year old college dropout, uh, you, you know, you may be waving a red flag. However, if you are a business professional giving good advice, looking out for the for the family, perhaps even loaning them 5K when they need it, you might be waving a green flag, so to speak. You know, this has been Alvin. This has been Eddie. This has been Josh uh, for waving the red flag podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us. Please make sure that you join us on Patreon. Um, tune into the lives. It's a good time. Um, there's We get into a lot of hijinks. Some of it carries over, but a lot of it does not. So if you want to get some insights into what we're talking about there, uh, please make sure that you tune Behind in. You know, catch us on YouTube. Uncut. Catch us on Spotify. After dark. After dark. Make sure that if you're interested, again, you join that Patreon so you can join in on us with other communities. You know, we have a Discord now. Um, Eddie, did I miss anything? Um, you can join the community on on Spotify and YouTube as well if you want that bonus content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you is cool. Like, that comment, is cool. subscribe. Do that. I think oh yeah, something. oh yeah. Notification bell. Yeah, notification. Look, bell. Man. Click that thing. Yeah, click it. If I got to tell you that, am I? Are we really putting out quality content? If I got to tell you to subscribe, ooh. Ooh. people don't think about it. People don't think about That's it. That's true. Repetition, man. Come on, if man. You don't ask on, for it. Yeah. Some people just won't do it. You know. See and say. You know, you know what? That shit would be. You're absolutely right. You absolutely right. Because it'll be some nigga be like, "Well, y'all niggas ain't tell me to subscribe. I ain't you know y'all yeah. wanted me to do that. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't even know about it. I've been watching the videos. You know, <laughs> I've been watching all the time. You know, I tune, I tune in all the time, motherfucker. You know, I ain't know y'all wanted a nigga to subscribe. I got you. Though. I got you. Though. Smash that like button. I've been watching y'all for two years. I, you know, I, you know, I finally subscribe to y'all niggas, man. You know what I'm saying? I was on the fence. It's like marriage. You got to ask. You right. You got to propose. How she gonna know otherwise? That's it. Facts. Facts. Big old. All right. Peace, peace. Fact totem. That goddamn J. Cole motherfucking Drake. That 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 goddamn first person shooter. That shit go hard, bro. I tell you. J. Cole killed that shit. <laughs>
the only listenable track on that fucking album, damn it, my opinion. It's a red flag.